The message today is something I want to talk about, something that will really bless all of us. The most underutilized resource on earth would be what? Solar energy, wind energy. The most underutilized resource on earth. How of your words, okay? God's word, okay? What else? The most underutilized resource on earth. What could it be? God's word is already released. Wisdom? The brain? Yeah, that is true. Actually, the, much of the brain's power is not even utilized. Our, our words, okay, you are getting there. The most underutilized resource on the earth, I suggest, is the believer's authority. Believer's authority. And we're going to talk today about authority over the enemy. And I'm telling you, we need to know what we've got. And I want you to look at everything and let's look at it re real serious. Okay, let's go to Luke chapter 4, verses 31. Luke chapter 4, and we'll go quickly. Luke chapter 4, verses 31 onwards. Jesus' ministry was marked by authority. I mean, there is one thing about Jesus' ministry, it was about what? Go, go back and look. Let's look at a small passage from Jesus' ministry, okay? Let's go back from Luke chapter 4, verse 31 onwards. Now he went to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbaths. And they were astonished at his teaching, for his word was with authority. So even he preached with authority. Let's keep going. In the synagogue, there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon. And he cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus did what? Rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. What do you see? Authority. With the demons. When the demon had thrown him in the midst, it came out of him and did not hurt him. And they were all amazed and spoke among themselves, saying, What a word is this? For with what? Authority and power, he commands the unclean spirits, and they do what? They come out. Authority over spirits. And the report about him went into every place in the surrounding region. Now listen to this. Verse 38. He arose from the synagogue and entered Simon's house. Simon wife's mother was sick with a high fever and they made request of him concerning her. So what did Jesus do? Jesus stood over her and rebuked the fever. What do you see there? Authority over fever. Now tell me, where do you see pleading and begging? His word was marked with authority. His power of demons was marked with authority. His, his attitude to with sickness was marked by authority. There was nowhere where, oh Lord, if it is thy will, 
Oh Lord, if it is, what are you teaching me through this? No. He was clear when it comes to the enemy. You do not deal with the enemy with slackness. You always deal with the enemy with authority. Jesus spoke with authority, dealt with sicknesses with authority, dealt with disease with authority. He dealt, His ministry was marked with authority. In fact, that is what differentiated Jesus from all the other prophets. In fact, they said, we have never heard a word like this because he's talking with so much authority. Okay. Now Jesus' ministry, if you can break, if you can have two bookmarks at the beginning and at the end, it will be marked by It will be marked by the beginning and the end. It will be marked by authority. I'll show you. Let's go back to Luke chapter 4. Now Jesus has not started the ministry, just before the ministry. Okay, what happened with Je- before Jesus started ministry? Where was he taken? Do you remember? In the wilderness, before he had done any miracle, he was taken to the wilderness. Let's go back to Luke chapter 4, verse 5. Luke chapter 4. Okay, verse 5 and 6. Now, then the devil taking him up on a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, what? All this authority I will give you. And their glory for what? For this has been delivered to me and I will give it to whoever I wish. Say authority. Devil knew what Jesus was after. Jesus was after authority. Where? Authority on earth. Did Jesus have authority in heaven? Did he have authority on earth? Not yet. Jesus did not have authority on earth. Do you think the devil is lying out here? No. He's telling the truth. He said all authority. Say all. All authority. So authority was in play at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. And what happened at the end of Jesus' ministry? Matthew chapter 28 verse 18. That's the final words of Jesus. The final words of Jesus. What are the final words? All authority. Say all. All authority has been given to me on heaven and earth. Thank you Jesus. And on earth. Authority on heaven has now come to Jesus. Amen. So authority was always in play. Authority was always in play. The devil knew it. Jesus knew it. It was a game. It was not a game. It was a war. That had started. Jesus came here for that. He came for authority on earth. Authority on earth was lost. And Jesus had come here to get that authority back. And devil was giving him a shortcut. He said, I can give you this authority. I know what you come here for. You want authority on earth. It has been given to me. I can give it to who you want. You worship me. In fact, he uses a very sly word. He, he kind of, look at the verse. He says, why didn't you worship before me? <laughs> it's almost like, let me give you a little bit out. I know you will not worship me. Why don't you just worship Yahweh before me? You know, almost like, try to deceive you into a worship. 
worship before me. But Jesus got it right away. <laughs> you shall worship nobody except Jesus, my God. Serve nobody but God. Worship before me. I like that. Just like he tried with Adam, Eve. He said, did he say that you should not eat of all the fruits? You know, that, that all the trees of the fruit. You know, said all the trees. He said, don't eat of that fruit. Does that make a difference? Yeah, it surely makes a difference, you know. I, I don't need no out to serve the devil, right? I'm going to serve my God with my will. Amen? So Jesus didn't take that. So all authority. Authority was in play right from beginning. Now, Luke chapter 10, verse 22. I want you to go there. Luke chapter 10, verse 22. Now, the devil had authority... Before, before Jesus started the ministry in the wilderness and that's how he tempted it. Devil was already starting to lose authority as Jesus' ministry began. Look at it. Luke chapter 10 verses 22. It says, All things have been delivered to me by my Father and no one knows who the Son is except the Father and who the Father is except the Son and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal. Say all things. So all things have been delivered to me by my Father. Now this is not even, he's not even dead. He was not even crucified. He's talking right before this. When he sent out the 70 uh, disciples and they came back with great reports. He says, all things have been delivered to me. All things have been delivered to me. All things have been delivered to me. The victory was already starting. I want you to go to Mark chapter, uh, sorry, go back to Luke chapter 10. And that will be our, the major passage that we will study today. Luke chapter 10. Okay, can somebody read Luke chapter 10 verses 1 to... Okay, let's read uh, verses 1 to 16. Somebody can read fast. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also, and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Then he said to them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I send you out as land without land, land among you. Carry out a money bag, knapsack, or sandals, and greet no one along the road. But whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this house. And if a son and if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. If not, it will return to you. And remain in the in the same house, eating and drinking such things as they give, for the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not go from house to house. Whatever city you enter and, and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you. And heal the sick there and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. But whatever city you enter and they do not receive you, go, in, go out into its streets and say, The very dust of your city which clings to us, we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near you. But I say to you that it will be more tolerable in the day for Sodom than for that city. Woe to you, Chorazin. 
Woe to you, Bethsaida, for if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, you who are exalted to heaven, will be brought down to Hades. He who hears me, hear me, and he who rejects me, rejects me, and he who rejects me, rejects him who sent me. Okay. There is authority there. Verse 16. He says, He who hears you, hears me. And he who rejects you, rejects me. And he who rejects me, rejects him who sent me. What do you see out here? You see delegated authority starting. Now he's saying, I have authority on earth, but you, I'm going to send you. So throughout this passage, and I'm not going to go through all the verses, but it says, Go. Jesus appointed them to go. He said, Carry nothing. He says, I'm going to provide for you. Then he says, speak. Peace. And when you go in whichever house you speak peace, peace will come upon that house. Look at authority that is there. He says, eat and drink in every house. Don't worry about that. Eat and drink in every house. Heal. Heal the sick. He says, preach. He says, rebuke. He says, represent me. He says, every place you go, just do what I'm telling you. Don't worry about everything. You just do because you are representing me. And then he makes a statement out here in verse 19. Then the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And then he makes a statement. Behold, I give you the authority to trample over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing by nothing shall by any means hurt you nevertheless do not rejoice in this that the spirits are subject to you but rejoice because your names are written in heaven now I want you to go through that verse verse 19 Jesus says I have given you authority to trample over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing by, shall by any means hurt you. Now he makes a black, he makes a, he makes a very bold statement. Very bold statement. I, 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 this is, this is Jesus saying, and he's saying, I give you the authority, say the authority, authority. to trample, say trample, trample, on who all? Serpents and Scorpions. So he's not really talking physical serpents and scorpions. He's talking about demon spirits, all demonic spirits. And, and, he adds an and there. Serpents and scorpions and over all the power. Say all the power. That means you have authority over all the power of the enemy. Say underutilized resource. Yet the believer's authority is one of the most underutilized resources on earth. You, as believer, has authority over all the power of the enemy. I mean, I know it sounds crazy, it sounds too good to be true, but you have authority over all the power of the enemy, not just some. See, remember, all was always in the play. It's all authority that Jesus was after. All authority that Satan was after. All authority is what delegated to you. Jesus says all authority I have on earth right now. All authority I give it to you. And now you have authority over all the power of the enemy. All. I mean 
all. Think about it. All evil, all power over all evil, you have authority. Okay. And nothing, say nothing. nothing. <laughs> so this gets better. He says, nothing shall by any means. Now why would he have to say by any means? Nothing means nothing. Nothing means nothing, correct? What do you mean by any means? No, no, no. He wants to make it very clear, just in case you missed it. Nothing by any means. That means under no circumstance. No way, no how. I don't care how. Nothing by any means shall hurt you. So then what, Lord, but why am I getting hurt? Say what? Why am I getting hurt then? In my life, in my relationship, in my sickness, in my disease, everywhere. Why am I getting hurt? Say underutilized authority. Because if you, if you, Kenneth Hagen actually talks about it. I uh, was reading about it in one of his plays. He said, uh, Kenneth Hagen actually, in one of he, he talks about believer's authority. In one of his, in his book, he had mentioned that there was a man, a homeless man, uh, who they found once, I think it was in Philadelphia, found dead on the street, and they uh, did a post-mortem, and they found out that he died due to malnutrition. Homeless man, completely. But when they checked his belongings, they found out around his waist, actually, he had a money bag carrying $23,000. So this guy could have actually eaten in the best restaurants, enjoyed life, and done what? But he never used it. But the, just because he had 23,000, should he live? No. The 23,000 had to be transacted to receive the food for him to live. Correct? You have to utilize the resource that is out there with you. You can live without authority throughout your life and still be saved. This, say, authority is not about being saved. It's not about being saved. It's not about being saved. Now let me tell you this. Look, go back here. Verse 19. Behold, I give you authority to trample over serpents and scorpions. Where do they appear? Where do scorpions and uh, serpents appear? In heaven or on earth? On earth. Over all the power of the enemy. In heaven or on earth? Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Where? On heaven or on earth? So authority is important where? In heaven or on earth? On earth. You need authority here on earth. And Jesus provides you that authority. He says, I give you authority. I'm telling you, I'm giving you authority. I walked in authority in my ministry. I want you to walk in authority. But you can say, I do not want to walk in authority and Jesus is not going to fight you. He's not. You have the choice to walk not in authority. Uh, do you sin if you don't walk in authority? You do not sin if you walk in authority, no. You're righteous. You're righteous. Will you, do, uh, will, will you be able to do good because you can't walk in authority? Certainly not. Because walking in authority comes and we will study it. How does this authority come? It's so beautiful when you look at it. Okay. And then he says, but yet, verse, verse 20. He says, nevertheless, say nevertheless. nevertheless. <laughs> I mean, he says, it's as if, it is, if that is not good enough, rejoice not. This is no big deal. Let me tell you, the fact that I give you authority over demons and evil spirits and over all the power of the enemy, let me tell you, 
That's no big deal. That's no big deal. But you rejoice in the fact that not because you have authority over the enemy, you rejoice in the fact that your names are written in heaven. He says, because your names are written in heaven, you rejoice. Authority on earth is given for you. Amazing that how we've been, we, I don't know whether we rejoice, because we are not, we don't have authority on earth, we are not able to even truly rejoice, correct? Because we say, Lord, we are suffering so much out here in our walk with, walk, walk on earth. Why should I, how can I believe that things are as good there? Or sometimes you believe that things are great there, but you don't believe in this great good God. If God is good, you need to be able to walk in authority here. And he has given you the authority. He has given you the authority. And in that hour, verse 21, in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit and he said, I thank you, Father God of heaven and earth, that you hidden these things. Hidden what things? Understanding. The understanding of authority. He said, you have hidden these things from what? From the wise and the prudent and revealed it to babes. Even so, Father, for this seemed good in your sight. All things have been delivered and we studied that. And then he turned to his disciples and said privately, very privately. Because he, he told this to his disciples. He says, Blessed are the eyes that see the things you see. For I tell you, many prophets and kings have desired to see what you see and have not seen it, and to hear what you hear and have not heard it. And, and uh, this, uh, we studied this very briefly. You know, all the prophets in the Old Testament, all the kings in the Old Testament, they desired to walk in this authority like Jesus walked. But they couldn't. They never saw it. In fact, Samson got a little glimpse of that authority and he said, Lord, if, if it may more, let the spirit come upon me once more. And that's what happened when he died. Moses is, had a little glimpse of that authority, but nobody had this authority that these disciples... What did the disciples do? They come, came back and told we even the demonic spirits are subject to us. They were so happy. And Jesus saying, man, see, even this timing of when this authority was released on earth was not Jesus' choice. How do we know that? Look here. Even so, Father, it seemed good in, in your sight. It almost looked like that the Father God decided that this will be the way of salvation. This will be the way of blessing. He said, I will not bless David with this. I will not bless the Solomon with this. I will not bless Daniel with this. I will not bless Elijah with this. I will, I will not bless them with this authority. I will bless these 12 disciples under my son who is going to be born on the earth and I will release that authority to them. And what was the key to this authority? What was the key to this authority? How did the disciples exercise that authority? In Jesus' name. You know, it was so simple. It was not about following the law. It was not doing righteous acts. It was not sacrificing bulls and goats. It was not living a perfect life. It was a simple utterance in faith of Jesus' name. I mean, and Jesus saying, man, this idea of yours, Father, beats me. That you reveal this to them, that this authority can be released in the name of Yeshua, it was not revealed to anybody. Everybody looked forward in faith 
In fact, David in the psalm says, Blessed is the man whose sins are forgiven. Now tell me, how can he say blessed is the man whose sins are forgiven? Because how can you forgive sins? Nobody can forgive sins. You can sacrifice, but why sins are not being forgiven. In fact, that's one of the Pharisees had the biggest problem with Jesus. He says, how can you say sins are forgiven? Sins are eternal. Eternal. You, the wages of sin is not life sentence, not uh, 10 years in jail. No, the wages of sin is death. That means you have to be killed. But Jesus says, I, you are given this authority in my name to these people, these children. I mean, this just... I'm so happy. And this is a f- one of the few places where it says Jesus rejoiced in the spirit. He says, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and revealed into to babes. So how do you access this authority? Say, grace. You access this authority through grace. You don't access this authority by being godly. You know, because if you want to be godly in your life and then access this authority, you're going to wait a long time. And that's one of the biggest deceptions that the enemy tries on you. You know, because you're not good enough right now, you cannot pray for her. You're not good enough right now, therefore you cannot believe for this. You're not good enough right now, therefore good things cannot happen to you. Good things can happen for you, but not, you know, the good things that you're depending on. Because he will always color it with works. He'll always color it what works. But Jesus says, this authority I give it to you. Now tell me, were the, were the disciples perfect, sinless, clean? No. Did they know all the law, all the statutes? No. But they still walked in this authority. Did they raise the dead? Did they heal the sick? And the enemy had no power over them. Did they do that? No. The authority that you can walk in in Jesus Christ over all the power of the enemy is not received because of what you do. It's received by faith because of what he said. He said, in my name, you can do this. I give you authority. You have to receive it by faith and you have to exercise it. Let's look at it below. Just just see what happened before. Verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him. Now, this is just after this. It's amazing how it is written just after this. And they tested him saying, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What is your reading of it? And then he said that you shall love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and all your neighbor loves yourself. And he said to him, you have answered rightly. Do this and you will live. And he wanted to justify himself. He said to Jesus, now who is my neighbor? And then you know that parable about who is the neighbor, the Samaritan then done. Let me ask you a question which will reveal a lot of things about this. Now this is a teacher who came there to test Jesus, correct? Comes and asks him, what shall I do to receive inherit eternal life? So what are the virtues of eternal life? Tell me something. What are the, what are the features of eternal life? Huh? No, no, what are the, uh, what are the, what did I ask you? What are the features of eternal life? What what will signify to somebody that you have eternal life? Huh? Prosperity. Being blessed. You can walk and no sickness will touch you because eternal life is flowing through you, correct? Nobody will be diseased around you. You will walk and no spirits can touch you, correct? Demonic spirits, huh? 
Fountain of youth. <laughs> we'll get there. That'll be the last one, right? We'll get there. But eternal life is not just about the here and after. Eternal life is victory like Jesus lived. Did Jesus have eternal life in him? Yes. Or did he have eternal life only after he died? No, no, no. Eternal life was in him. We, we have a very diminished view of what eternal life is. We think eternal life is living forever. No. Eternal life is not living forever. Everybody lives forever. Seriously. Everybody lives forever. Because we are spirit beings, we all live forever. But the problem is how we live. So eternal life is for those who live the life. L, the capital L-R-F-E. So, so here is a teacher coming and asking him, how do I get eternal life? So, remember somebody else asked that question. John the Baptist, when he was in prison, sent two disciples to Jesus and said, Are you the one, or should we seek another? Or in other words, are you the one with eternal life? Or should we seek somebody else who is going to come? So what did Jesus reply to him was? See the fruits of eternal life. What are the fruits of eternal life? The, the dead were raised, the blind see, the poor have the gospel priest. That's eternal life. It is happening there. Let me ask you a question. Who is experiencing eternal life there at this moment? The disciples. You see that? They have just experiencing eternal life. In Jesus' name, they are walking in eternal life right now. They, they've started, right? Because when Jesus rejoices and says, Father, this is what the prophets and the kings were longing for, but it was hidden for them. And now you are revealing it to these disciples, these 70. And these are babes. What, why did he call them babes? Not because they were... They were young in age. No, no, no. Because they are not mature in the world. They, they, they are not like the teachers and the Pharisees who, are, who know all the scriptures. They know everything that needs to be done. They are babes. They are not virtuous. But yet, they are walking in eternal life. Now look at what the lawyer comes and says. So how can I get? So technically his question to Jesus should be, how can I walk in this eternal life? So what should Jesus' response should I be? How do you walk in this eternal life? Right? How? how? So what is the real answer? No. What is the real answer? How did the disciples walk in eternal life? In his name. So Jesus, all Jesus had to ask, answer the lawyer was, the teacher was, was it a lawyer or a teacher? A lawyer. So the guy really knew the scriptures. He really knew the teacher. So he's a rabbi. Jesus is a rabbi. He was a teacher. He knew the scriptures. In fact, he, they were amazed that at a young age he knew the scriptures. So they called him rabbi. He said, Rabbi, what do I do to get eternal life? They didn't call him Lord. Did he call him Lord? Master. What did he call him? Teacher. Teacher. Master. Remember, the words are very important. It is teacher. Teacher. Because he's not recognizing him as Lord. And what's the places where somebody asked Jesus, prefacing it by Lord? So often he got the right answer. Now here he is asking him that you are a teacher. 
tell me what the way to get eternal life. So what is the way to get eternal life? Jesus should have been correct, right? Jesus should have been saying that eternal life is how? In my name, you will have eternal life. And that is how you get eternal life. Because kings and prophets have tried the other way and we have not got eternal life. But to Jesus, in my name, they... So why did Jesus answer the way he did? He said, what is written in the law? Well, he was a lawyer. No, no, he was no, a lawyer. no, no. But was that the correct answer? What does the law say? What does the law say? How do you get eternal life? He says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, all your mind. Say all. Oh. Alright, no scope for lack. It has to be all. And let me add a little bit further. Love your neighbor as yourself. And he said to them, You have answered rightly. So was that a correct answer? Yes, that's a great answer. Do this and you will live. Or do this and you will have what? Eternal, eternal life. life. That means you will live eternal life. Not, not, again, remember, we have got used to this eternal life as the life hereafter. It's not the life hereafter. It's the life now, which continues forever. So if you're not enjoying eternal life now, I mean, what do you say? <laughs> Underutilized resource. You know, you need to enjoy eternal life now. Now. Say now. Yes. now. I need to enjoy eternal life now. Because trampling over serpents and scorpions is not for hereafter. It is now. Power over all the enemies now. Not hereafter. Now. I need to enjoy eternal life now. Eternal life is not comfort in a sense. It is authority. I need to get this. We need to get in your spirit. We have lost this resource. We are struggling to get along on this earth because we are we don't understand authority. Okay, now let me. I, I, this is the reason why I'm sustaining at this uh, lawyers. Look at this lawyer. So Jesus said, "Do this, and you will live." So what should his response have been? What should this teacher's response to Jesus' answer should have been? Right? No. No. His answer, response to Jesus should have been, instead of what he gave, what was the response to Jesus? He said, who is my neighbor? Almost implying that. What is he implying? My problem with this commandment is not anything more. I've already kept the first half. All I'm worried is to know who is my neighbor. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, it's almost as if, I kept, I loved the Lord with all my heart, with all my mind. You can't do it. Are you trying to tell me you did the first part and now the only problem is who's the neighbor? And Jesus goes ahead and breaks down the neighbor part of it to for him. And we all know the Samaritan story. The, the, the reason for the Samaritan story is not for you to understand how to love a Samaritan. It's to tell you that you cannot love a Samaritan, a neighbor as yourself. You cannot. You're not able to. Just like you cannot keep the first part of the commandment. So the response, the teacher's response to Jesus was, Lord, I cannot keep this law. It is too hard for me. I cannot keep, because the Bible says, if you miss one, you miss all. You cannot say, I, this is a beautiful example, he says, if you are throwing a stone at Allah, into the North Pole. It doesn't matter if you throw it one mile, two mile. 
either he threw it all the way or you don't. You either miss did it or you don't. With the law, it's like that. So Jesus is saying, yes, you can get eternal life by keeping the law. You can. Or you can say, I cannot keep the law. I need a savior. All Jesus was looking for him was to say that, I need a savior. And Jesus would have been saying, I am your savior. That is why the Samaritan woman at the well did not argue with Jesus over everything. He said, he, all she said was, when the Messiah comes, he will tell me all things. Jesus said, I am he. And he said, let me go to my people and tell them we have found the Messiah. No confusion. They received him as Lord. So this authority that you receive, you can, you can, get, you can depend on this authority by being godly all your life. The point I'm trying to drive is, I know you all guys don't depend on the law to be perfect and to walk in his authority. But the only way you could have got this authority, now this shows how valuable this authority is. You could have only got this authority and this power by keeping the law perfectly. By loving Jesus, by loving God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and loving your neighbor as yourself. Only then would you walk in this authority. There's no other way you could walk in authority. But yet, this is what Jesus was rejoicing. Now you got the con why Jesus rejoiced. Jesus rejoiced right now is because this grace was now available for babes. That means you and I. That means you and I, who has just received Jesus or walking with the name of Jesus, can now walk with this authority that would have been gained by keeping the law perfectly. Wow, isn't that good? I mean, I can walk in this authority that has now been given to me just by taking the name of Jesus. I mean, you can walk in this solid authority. Yes, you and I can walk in this authority completely, completely. This was denied. Okay, Luke chapter 16. Let me give you one more passage because this is so important for you to understand the value of this authority. What's going on up here with this authority? Because this authority should not look too churchy language. It is real. You're real. You speak. You can change circumstances, your job situation, your marriage, your kids, your diseases, your sickness. You can walk in this authority. This eternal life affects every area of your life. And you can walk in it. Okay, I want you to go to Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16, verses 14 to 15. Now here is Jesus talking about a parable about money. And verse 14, Now the Pharisees who were lovers of money also heard all these things and they derided him. And then verse 15, he said to them, you are those who justify yourself. Remember the word justify? Remember the teacher was trying to justify himself? When they say justify, what he's trying to say is, I am righteous before God. But Jesus says, you are, you are those who justify yourself before men, but God knows your heart. That is, you tell that you are righteous before God, but God knows that you are not righteous. You appear to be righteous before men, but I know, and God knows that you are not God knows your heart that you are not righteous. You might look good, you wear the right clothes, you speak the right spiritual things, you speak like that. And as believers, we walk around using the right jargon. But God knows our hearts. God knows. You know? It's like you can't fool him. He knows of what cloth you were cut off. 
the cloth of Yeshua. Amen? <laughs> so now he sees Yeshua in you. Okay. God knows your hearts. For what is highly esteemed among God, men is an abomination to God. He's talking about money there. And then he makes a statement. Look at this. Verse 15. Verse 16. The law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God has been, is, has been preached. And what's going on? And what's going on? Say everyone. Everyone is pressing in it. <laughs> now this is fun. See, he says, the law and the prophets have been preached until then. Until John the Baptist. And after John the Baptist came, what happened? Jesus came on the scene and started preaching what? Grace. He didn't preach the law. He's preaching grace. And what's going on? Everyone is getting into the kingdom of God. I mean, this authority that was only available for those who could keep the law perfectly is now available for everybody. Everybody. Have you seen that? You know, it's happened. I've seen it a couple of times here. You know, there's a big show going on, or there's a big game going on, and they're waiting. They, they won't open the doors. It happens on Black Friday. These, these crowds are standing outside the door, and they won't open the doors. And just when the time is about, they will open the door. What happens? Man, they stand, pamper over each other, break down the doors to get a jacket. <laughs> Alright, the crowds are breaking through. But here, it's almost like picture of. People are just pressing into it. It's almost like it's free. It's free. This authority and this eternal life is free and I'm getting it now. And people are getting it. So why did Jesus say that to this Pharisee? He says, the law is the prophets until, until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God has been preached. And everyone is pressing into it. The kingdom of God has been preached, which is the gospel. Gospel means good news. The good news means it is free. It is easily available now. It's not like before. Then he makes a statement. Verse 17. Now in case you choose not to want to go through the route of grace, let me tell you what is your alternative. Verse 17. It is easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one Tittle. Is that the way you pronounce it? Yes. Tittle of the law to fail. Tittle is... Smaller than little. <laughs> <laughs> just that one. So just in case. It's easier. And then he makes a... St- and, he gives you, and he gives an example. He says, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery. Whoever marries her who is divorced from her husband commits adultery. He's really not talking about marriage. He's really talking about if you want to not keep the law, then let me tell you, the law is perfect in condemnation. Perfect. The law will never fail to condemn. Every law has fulfilled its purpose to condemn. So the Bible says when it says not one law will pass, means what? It will not fail to condemn. It will, if I have written a law, it will make sure that it will, it will, it will uphold condemnation. And let me use an example. Let me give an example because you guys are married and not married so often. In, just give an example. He says, if you marry a divorce, he says, see, you've broken the law. 
So he's giving an example that either you can keep the law or you can walk in this authority by grace in the gospel. Grace in the gospel. The law and the prophets have been preached until, but everyone is pressing. It is easier. The law will never fail in its work of condemnation. This authority is not God by our godliness. I want you to go to Acts and then we'll quickly close. Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3 verses 12. Acts chapter 3 verse 12. Somebody can read this. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, ye men of Israel, what marvel will be at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us? As though by our own power of holiness we could make this man to walk. The God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and the God of our fathers has glorified the Son Jesus, whom he delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let her go. Verse 16. And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong. So what is he? What has made this man healed? It's not my godliness. It's his name and faith in his name. His name and faith in his name has made this man whole. So even this is Peter and John, who's the closest disciples of Jesus. He's saying, even it's not even our godliness that has made this man healed. Not his godliness. Say not godliness. So it is not godliness that gives you this authority. Amazing. John and Peter and John are saying it's not their godliness that helped that man to be healed. So if it is not that godliness, what is it? It is faith in the name of Jesus. Can you walk in this authority? You can walk in this authority. You can walk in this authority. And we, uh, we have got so much more points, but we will not go, go into all of that. But remember that this war, this war is ancient. One of the first, uh, 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 the blessing to Abraham that God gave was the blessing of that he, his, his descendants will overcome, be delivered from their enemies. Deliverance from the enemy is the number one blessing. The second is that we will serve him without fear. And finally, that we will be righteous forever. And you can go back to Luke chapter 1, verses 67 to 75. That's the oath to Abraham. The oath to Abraham is, if you break down the oath to Abraham, it is three things. To be delivered from your enemies, to serve God without fear, and to be righteous forever. And all these three is only available by faith in Jesus. Delivered from all our enemies. If the enemy has been delivered, so if 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 we are if the enemy has, if we have been delivered from our enemies, so are we delivered from our from his cohorts. Who are his cohorts? Sickness, disease, demons, death. We're going to be delivered. We are going to be delivered. He says the Bible says we have been given authority over all sickness. Matthew chapter 10 verse 1. He says he gave them power over all unclean spirits, all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Say all kinds. It doesn't say some. It doesn't say less. It doesn't say more. All kinds. He's given us authority and power over all kinds of spirits and all kinds of sickness. Acts chapter 10 verses 37 and 38. Jesus with power went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. 
So Jesus did, he healed everybody who was oppressed by the enemy. So all sickness and all disease come from the devil. No disease and no sickness comes from God. Then God will be fighting himself. Doesn't make sense. It's the power of the enemy. But you have authority to walk over that power. How do you walk over that power? Because of your godliness? No. It's because of faith in his name. But, but unless it doesn't happen every time. Doesn't matter. Doesn't change the fact. I'm going to believe on it. I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to stand on it. And it will happen because the word says so. Correct? Says so. It says so. And First John chapter 3 verse 8. For this purpose the son of man was manifested to destroy the works of the enemy. We need eternal life now and here. We need to live it right now. And we are, we are going to live it. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 and that you can read put on the shield of faith and uh, you know the shield and it says we do not war against flesh and blood we war against principalities and powers and he breaks down the whole thing so our fight is all against these principalities and powers so they are all manifested in their symptoms in what you see but remember that behind every evil symptom that you see in your life every evil symptom that you see in your life there is a demonic assignment because it comes from the evil one. Say the evil one. You have authority over all the evil one. But everything comes from him. Everything. The Bible says in James, every good and perfect gift comes from the Father in heaven in whom there is no shadow of turning. That means God doesn't decide once to put sickness and the next day not to put sickness. He doesn't do that. He is constant in his goodness towards you. He is constant. Constant in his goodness. It is enemy who brings it, but you can walk in authority. The Bible says, I give you authority. So look at Jesus' ministry. Walked in authority. Walked in authority. So when you confront sickness, infirmities, weakness, disease, strife, destruction, for whatever reason, in your life, you need to say, I have authority over it. Number one, I am going to speak to it because I have authority over it. I'm going to, I am going to rebuke it because I have authority over it. Not because I am godly. I am godly right now because I am righteous in Christ Jesus right now. Remember the oath to Abraham. Three part blessing of Abraham. The first part is you will be delivered from your enemies. Number two, I will serve God without fear. Number three, I will be righteous forever. Do you know where it is written? Where? I, I know we, we need to go there because that is very important. Just for you to understand what it means. Luke chapter... Luke chapter 1 verse... And who said this? Do you know? Remember Zechariah when he was filled with the Holy, Holy Spirit before John was going to be born? This is what he prophesied. He said, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. That means they were all waiting for the Messiah. And what are they waiting for the Messiah for? For he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, who have been since the world began. Now this is a prophecy that has not been fulfilled till Jesus was born. And what was the prophecy? He says, since the world began, there was this prophecy that was given by God to all the prophets, to, David, to Abraham. 
one of the initial prophets. And what was the promise? He says, what? Number one, verse 71. We will be? We will be saved from our enemies. Talk authority. And then from the hand of all those who hate us. The same thing. To perform the mercy promised to our fathers. To remember his holy covenant. Now verse 73. The oath that he swore to his father Abraham. Now what is the oath that God promised Abraham? He says verse 74. To grant us that we are delivered from our enemies. Look at that. The first promise to Abraham is that you will have authority over the enemy. That was never available. It is not physical authority. You know what I mean, right? It is not just he won two kings and he killed four. It is eternal life that gives you authority over every unclean spirit, every power that draws destruction in your life. It is that evil. That evil. Remember, that's why Paul says, our battle is not against flesh and blood. It is against spirits and principalities. See, that authority was not available until Jesus came. Your authority over demonic spirits and powers. Because now we know the root, all the symptoms will vanish away. When you have authority over these unclean spirits. Unclean spirits. Okay. What is the first promise? The owed to Abraham. Verse 74. To grant us that we being delivered from the hand of the enemies. Number one. Number two. Might serve God without fear. For the first time after we came to Jesus, we can enter into the presence of God and call him Abba Father. Was not available under the old covenant. We can now go into the presence of God and say, Abba Father, I don't have to be condemned. Right? I can serve God without fear. Was that a promise that was fulfilled? Yes or no? Yes. What is the third promise? In 75. In holiness and righteousness before Him all the days of our life. Now that's a tall order. How do you remain holy and righteous all the days of our life? So God promised Abraham and there's a message that we had one statement say God promised God. Very powerful message. God promised God. Oh, that's so powerful. Anytime you get that you should listen to it. God promised God. God promised his son Jesus. There was a powerful covenant. He says, these are the three promises. I will promise you Jesus that your descendants because now, he, now Jesus can claim us as his descendants. <laughs> this is a strategy that God played. Oh man, the enemy just didn't understand it. God was promising himself, but through his son Jesus. Now Jesus is standing in the place of man and receiving all his great promises on behalf of you and I. What do you do with all these promises that you are now receiving? You're going to wait for the here and life after to receive? It says all the days of my life. Yeah. And we will be delivered from our enemies right now. We will serve God without fear right now. And we will walk in righteousness and holiness when? Right now. Fulfilled. So when Zechariah prophesied, he said that Messiah came. So you know, Jesus came into the world to save me from my sin. It's just a... It's a scratch. He really came to get you this oath to fulfill this oath and this I mean what is the point of getting a save and just wallowing and the same more what kind of life you, you, you go to adopt a baby and you know, uh, James and 
Debbie have foster children and they they go to an adoption agency and they and they say, you know what, we'll adopt this baby. So you take the baby and then just leave it there and walk out. You say, but are you going to take the baby? No, 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 no. We are adopted it. Now you can call it by my name. No, but who's going to take care of it? But he's adopted. Now he's saved. No problem. That's how that's how our, our idea of being a believer is. God just saved me. I'm just now hanging in there till Jesus comes to get me back into heaven. Till then, I need counseling, I need uh, treatment, I need uh, I need everything. Huh? I need welfare. I need counseling. You know, I need all I mean I need everything that the Gentiles need. But you know what? I'm saved. That's not the authority that God has called you to live in. How, what kind of father would that be? Would not give authority to walk in. I just leave us out there. Now when you live, now you say, but how, how is then the bulk of the world and the believers live like that? By choice. Because God respects authority. He respects your authority. To not deceive it. Remember he told the lawyer? I tell you how tough the law is, but it is your choice. Others are pressing in through this main door, but you are trying to get in through the keyhole. Seriously, others are getting it. I give you the choice. So what did the lawyer choose? What did the lawyer choose? The keyhole. Cannot get in. That's why Jesus said, it's hard for a rich man to be saved. He made a secret. It's easier for a camel to enter through the eye of a needle. <laughs> I mean, tell about how difficult it is for anybody and then what the disciples say. What is the disciples' response to Jesus? Who then can be saved? Because they got it. They got it. They are saying that if the righteous prosperous cannot be saved, then how can anybody be saved? And Jesus' point was, what was Jesus' answer to that? With God, all things are possible. What was the what is possible? His name was possible. You know, suddenly he, he had this grace in his name. He said, you know what? I can give all this authority and all this eternal life in my name. And he said, I rejoice because Father, it seems good in your sight. You did not give this eternal life to David. You did not give this eternal life to Daniel. You did not give it to Elijah. They lived experience a little bit. Never walked in it. Never walked in it. And that is why Jesus could boldly tell the Samaritan woman, he said, if you knew who is asking you for a water, you would ask him and he will give you living water. What? That you will never thirst again. What is he talking about? Eternal life. eternal life. You know who is standing before you? You want eternal life, baby. You need eternal life. Ask of me, I'll give it to you. And she asked. She received. And she had how many husbands? Lost <laughs> Talk about keeping the law. Did Jesus just say, who divorces one and marries another, commits what? So was she living an adulterous life? Why? By the law standards, Jesus just proved it to the Pharisee. Now, that proof, divorce was very popular there. Divorce is not a new phenomenon. It was a old, 
I think one of the I think one of the disciples asked, how can how, how can anybody you know he said God is united once he married that's it for them for them it was like a shock it was like a, we we are not used to that lifestyle if, we are, if they were angry they would just write a certificate of divorce and Jesus said Moses allowed it because of your hardness not because it was originally there it's a it's not the will of God so he said done you divorce you are done over but but still she, she she walked in authority. Why? The Bible says Jesus stayed two days in Sitcher, which is in Samaria, and healed the sick. Wow. Eternal life was it flowing in Samaria that day? Two days? Was. And did they keep the law? Man, they did not even have the temple right. <laughs> they were not. They were worshipping in Samaria. They thought that the temple had to be in Samaria because we know the Bible story how this king started a temple in Samaria because people used to go to Jerusalem to worship. So because they would go to Jerusalem, they would be impressed by the city and become part of Judea. So the, all the Israel tribes would get lost to Judea. And the king said, I've got a plan. I will have a temple in Samaria. Let's worship this God here. They did not even have their God correct. But yet they received it. Can you receive eternal life? Yes. Not the eternal life here and after. We have the eternal life that gives the authority over all the power of the enemy. Yes? yes? It is possible? You have it. That's the best part. I have given you eternal life. I have given you authority. Behold, I want you to go back and meditate on that passage. Luke chapter. I want you to underline it. Just meditate on it. Luke chapter. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Behold, I give you authority. Behold, I give you authority. I I give you authority to trample. So don't... And what did Jesus say? As the disciples were ministering and the 70 were sent out, Jesus said, I saw Satan fall. Did Satan fall before? No. Why did he fall then? Authority. They were using... So, did Satan fall where? Where did he fall? In his, in his kingdom. Where was his kingdom? He said the kingdom is here. Normally he showed Jesus all his kingdom. What is he showing? He's not showing New York City. No. He's showing his principalities and powers in Ephesians chapter. Ephesians chapter, we remember, we didn't go there. Ephesians chapter 6. Breaks down the principalities possible. He showed him all his principalities. He says, Satan fell. I saw Satan fall. If Jesus saw Satan fall, what do you declare was Satan? He's fallen. It's a past tense. He's not continuously falling. You don't continuously fall. You've fallen. You're done. You're done with him. So now all Jesus is doing is waiting for his enemies to be made as footstool. Please forget this. The only body part that's Satan, only body part that God wants you to be familiar, that God wants Satan to be familiar with, is what? Soles of your feet. I mean, if if you encounter Satan above your soles of your feet, you encounter too much. You don't need it. Do you, how many of you believe that the curse is working on the earth because of the fall of man? 
the tricky question, but the, fall, the curse is working on the earth, right? The ground doesn't produce the curse, the cur ground is cursed. How many of you know that as part of the curse, Satan was also cursed? Yes. He said that you shall eat what? The dust. The dust. How is it that we don't believe that, but we believe everything else? How is, if everything else is working, won't it be correct to assume that even that part of the curse is working? Satan is eating dust. Satan is fallen. So what, then you say, I mean, but how is it that he has so much authority in God? How do I face all this? He does not have authority over you. He doesn't have authority over you. I know it's I know it's hard teaching, but he doesn't have authority over you. Now don't spiritualize sickness, disease, death. Because they are of the enemy. Don't give him in Hindi word Alkish is not there, but in Hindi there's a word called bhav. Don't give him too much bhav, you know? Don't give him too much prestige. Don't give him too much value. Don't give him too much this. Don't give him because you are you are the one that he's afraid of. Did, did the disciples see Satan fall? But Jesus saw it, right? But the effects were the same. What was the effect of Satan falling? The sickness being healed. The sickness being healed. See what happened. Satan is falling here and people are being healed here. What does that say of sickness and disease? The same authority. It's working. It's working. God is good. God is good. You can walk in this authority. You can walk in this authority. You can walk in this authority. There is one, one, one passage I wanted to share because I didn't want to lose it because we might never get a chance to revisit that. We might, but not maybe so. He told once about a passage about how he used to cast out demons. He said, if I cast out demons by the finger of God, the kingdom of God is here. It's very powerful. Think about it. He said, the fact that I'm casting out demons tells you that the kingdom of God is arrived. Just think about it, man. Just gives me chills. <laughs> the fact that you have a party over the demons means it's a sign that the kingdom of God is operating in your life. And then Jesus says, he makes this beautiful, he gives an he gives an, he talks about unclean spirit suddenly. It's very powerful. Think about it. Just after the passage, he's telling about the operation of unclean spirit. And I hope you understand that because it's, it's real spiritual. Yeah? I want the reference it's here. Uh, uh, Luke 11 23. That's powerful. I don't have time because we run out of time. I'm so powerful. He says, Let me tell you how this unclean spirits work. And he breaks down this thing. He says, when an unclean spirit leaves a man, he goes out into dry places seeking rest. And when he has found none, he comes back and sees what? How swept and clean. And it goes and finds seven more evil, and the last state of the man is worse. Then the first. Let me tell you why is Jesus bringing the what is that connection to what Jesus said? I don't have the time to break it down. We didn't even brief. What he's trying to tell us, and then he makes a statement. He makes a statement in Luke chapter 11, verse 33. He who is not with me 
scatters. He who does not gather with me scatters. He's saying, if you try to gather without me, it's a, it's a waste. How? In those times, the Jews also used to cast out demons. That's why Jesus said, if I cast out demons, who do your children cast out them by? So these also cast out demons. They also did that. But what happened with the demon casting? The demons used to go out. They would come back with seven more. It's almost like, please don't cast out this demon because he will go back with seven more. So some of you are very comfortable with the demon you have. Because when he goes out, he'll come with seven more. But why? Because you do not understand authority. So what is the difference between the Jesus casting out demons? When Jesus casts out demons, demons don't come back. Because he says, when a stronger than one comes, his household is... When a strong man protects his goods, his goods are at peace. Who is he talking about the strong man? He's talking about these demons. They are powerful. When they are in charge, they are strong. But what happens? If a greater than the strong man comes, then what? He will rob his goods. What did Jesus do? He went and stole the goods of the enemy and he's giving you that authority. So now when you cast out demons, demons are not coming back. Really. They are not coming back because you are authority and you are, you are coming in Jesus' name. Now you understand that passage where he says, he who does not gather with me scatters. That means if you try to do ministry on your own strength, in good works, in good counseling, in you know, being good, like the teachers and the lawyers are all trying to do, I, I want to be good God. I just want to be good because God is good. There is one God. God is good. You know, everybody is good. I like you. You like me. If only I just be good, I give money to the church or I give, I will be fine. No, 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 no. You are scattering. The demons might go out for a season, but they are coming back. The only things that stops them is authority in the name of Jesus and received by grace. That is why it is That's why I have to take some time to explain to you. Uh, take some time to explain to you that this authority is so intrinsically linked to grace. You cannot receive it by works, by godliness. What happens is he is going to trick you to come back into godliness. It doesn't mean that you don't walk godly. You will walk godly. That's a promise. What I'm saying is don't try to receive it by just works. You have to receive it in faith in Jesus' name. So when you take authority, you receive it in faith. You declare it. I don't see it, but I'm going to declare it. Is it good? You can walk in authority. I'm telling you. It's the most underutilized resource in this whole world. And Jesus closes Matthew chapter gospel and finally he says, all authority in heaven and earth is given to you. I've given it, uh, it's given to me, therefore you go. The earth is now ours. It's all ours. Now where you are, your eternal life should be working. Eternal life should be working in our life, in our ministry, in our office, in our health, in our friendships. We need to be getting the thrones into the kingdom because it's easy and free. There is nothing and you will see signs and wonders. Why do you think signs and wonders are not happening as much as we desire? Not because you are not godly, but because you are not walking in the authority. 
because you are afraid. The Bible says in James, if a double-minded man cannot expect to receive anything. So when you stand before these demons and these sickness, and you always doubt, you know, I pray for him, but I'm not sure whether it's the will of God. Don't you waste your words, pray. Don't waste your... Oh, I, I will pray for you and then you pray. Lord, but if it's your will, please heal the person. Don't waste your words. Save the words. Because you... Tell me, where did Jesus pray like that? He rebuked. Then, no, no, I prayed earnestly for many days. Don't, please. The Bible says, you, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. That's what the Gentiles pray. You don't pray like that. I mean, there are some holy cows in our life that we need to push out. They, are, they sound spiritual, but it has nothing to do with authority in your walk. You can die powerless. But you, you go to heaven. Done. But you will not walk in authority. I want you guys to walk in authority. I want myself, my family to walk in authority. So every time, I teach your children to walk in authority. Don't speak fear into them. Remember the threefold blessing of Abraham. First, we, are, we have power over the enemy. Number two, we can we have no fear. Say no fear. No fear. And number three. No guilt. So three things. What are three? First. No evil. No? No fear. And no? No guilt. See, when you have guilt, you cannot ask God anything. But now this blessing of Abraham allows you to declare yourself righteous. And ask what you want. And that is not available for kings and prophets. Jesus' own words was available to you and me. And you can do great things. But you need to recognize it. This authority is a precious resource. The enemy fights it. Because he knows he can be defeated when you walk in it. Amen? So can you speak to your situation? Speak to your sickness? Speak to your disease? Speak. Use your authority. Declare it before, ahead. When you walk in, like when you go into your office before, declare. Cause it because your authority is at place. Amen? Cause it. If you're if you some part of your body is giving you trouble, if there is sickness, disease, speak to it. It has to obey. It cannot but obey. It has to. It has no choice because it says you have authority over all being and nothing. Say nothing. By any means. It's an authority. It's an authority. Either you walk in it or you don't. The centurion said, I understand authority. I said, go. I know my servant will go. I don't have to come and check. Let's tell go. There's so much more about authority that we can study. But I want you to stand. Let's just pray. I mean, it is, it is something that you, that you have to walk in. I want you to make it on the scriptures. Go back and look how Jesus. This is the blessing of Abraham that you want. You are a part of Let's just pray. Let's just pray. Let's just pray. And I want you to look look at areas in your life. Can a miracle happen right now? A miracle can happen right now. Because it's not about how long we pray, how righteous we are. No, 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 no. He said the babes. The babes receive the grace to receive healing. Amen. Can you believe that your miracle is right now? Right now? We don't have to wait long. We don't have to wait tomorrow. We can believe right now, right? The situations can change right now. Satan has fallen. No longer will ever say Satan is exalted and, you know, new levels, new devils. No! 
I will never use that word. New levels? No levels. He is on the feet, on the dust. You grow from level to level. No devils in your life. Amen? You have authority over all the power of the enemy. See? Don't be afraid of sin. Resist him. Resist him. Don't be afraid of the enemy. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. He tricks you. He's a deceiver. He has no authority. He tricks you. Let me repeat. He tricks you. He deceives you. He has no authority. He has fallen. He has fallen. Don't let me pray. We're going to pray, okay? We're going to pray. I want you to remember every place that enemy looks exalted, bring it down right now. In Jesus' name, exalt, cast it down. Ah, the Father God, right now. I'm going to pray a general prayer, but I want you to look at that situation and speak to it in Jesus' name. Remember the words of Jesus. This is not my words. This is the Jesus that you trust and made him your Lord. And who is going to come one day in the skies? He says, as, as far as the east is from the west, as lightning strikes from east from the west, I will appear in the skies. And then everyone will believe that he is a great God. But you and I have the privilege to believe it when we are right now. Right now. Right now we believe that he, his name is enough. Like John and Peter. They said it is not our godliness that will give us this victory. It is the name and faith in his name. Faith in his name. Faith in his name. Do you believe in the name of Jesus for the situation that you are having in life? Do you believe it is possible? The Lord says, I am the Lord of all the earth. Is anything too hard for me? What is impossible for you? Do you think Sarah's womb was not barren? Do you think her ovaries was fertile when she gave birth to a baby? I created Isaac in her, says the Lord. I created. Can I do impossible things? Sure I can. Can I move situations? I can. I'm a God of all the earth. Do I have authority on earth, says the Lord? I do. I do. I have authority on earth. Do you have authority on earth? You have authority on earth, my children. You have authority on earth because I've given you authority on earth. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus says, I am waiting. I am seated. I have done my work. And I am seated. Waiting to be made my enemies my footstool. You are the ones who make my enemies my footstool, says Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Master. Father, every enemy that exalts in our life, in the area of our life, I make it a footstool today in Jesus' name. Every enemy, every enemy is a footstool to Jesus right now. Right now. Let that enemy not exalt himself. Let him be a footstool. 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 Every sickness in your life, every sickness that exalts the power of the enemy, I declare it dead right now in Jesus' name. I take, I take authority over every sickness and every disease right now. Chronic disease. The Bible says all kinds of diseases. It doesn't even name it. All kinds. All kinds. It doesn't just say diseases. It says all kinds of infirmities. Infirmities in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over all kinds of infirmities and all kinds of diseases and I speak to you right now. Leave in Jesus' name. Leave in Jesus' name. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
If someone is facing a legal trouble, I sense that there's somebody who is facing a legal trouble or something, the Lord says that I am the God, even over the lawyers and over the judges. I am going to restore the things that the enemy has sought to steal from you, says the Lord. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, Father, for take authority over every strained relationship and marriage. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, Satan. I rebuke you, unclean spirit. That has been sent our assignment against our couples. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke you right now. Leave. Let there be peace. Father, you must say, if, they, if we declare peace, peace will rest. We declare peace upon our families in the name of Jesus. We declare peace upon our families right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, even as these families walk in authority, Father, let there be reports of great joy. This is like the disciples came back with reports of great joy walking in authority. Lord, let these rest of the days of our lives will be walking in authority, O Master. Father, even when we hear wrong teaching or wrong preaching, we will not be shaken, O Lord, from what you have revealed in the word to us, O Lord. For Satan, you are a deceiver. And we shut our ears to every lie. And we surround ourselves with the word of God in our life. And we live victoriously, Master. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we receive salvation for our children in the name of Jesus. Every demonic power that holds salvation from our children, I rebuke you right now in Jesus' name. I release them, the word says. For the what we have, we have authority to release your not to be released in heaven. We release our children into the power and in the purposes and in the plans of God right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you. We worship you. Father, we speak to prosperity from the north, south, east, and west to now flood our families in the name of Jesus. Lord, these children have been yearning for rest in terms of sufficiency. For the Father, your word says that you are a God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Father, give us, let us be able to benefit and enjoy the rest from the work of our hands, O Master. To be a blessing, a work of our hands to be blessed. I want you to raise your hands to heaven and say, I'm going to pray that Lord will bless the work of your hands. The enemy has tried to grab the things from your hands, to cause your vineyard to not flourish, to steal the fruits before harvest is time. I rebuke you, Satan. I rebuke you, Satan. I rebuke you, Satan. The Lord rebuke you right now. The Lord of our tithes rebuke you right now. The Lord of our tithes rebuke you right now. The Lord of our tithes rebuke you. I want you to declare loud. The Lord of our tithes rebuke you. The Lord of our tithes rebuke you. The Lord of our tithes rebuke you. Fruitfulness this year. Fruitfulness from the north, south, east, and west this year. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, because you're a good God. Thank you for your word. Lord, let it bear much fruit in these days. Thank you for all that you've done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Master. Thank you, Lord.